0: Welcome,
1: welcome!
0: Who welcome. thought accounting could be cool? Here we go! Join Andrew Wolf and Brad Solving. Our mission: make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are, are you ready? ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> How How
1: did you do it! Woohoo! It's Friday, and we are back with uh a a absolute legend a true Intuit OG um he's been around uh the community certainly I I remember meeting him the first time I was introduced to uh the Intuit community uh he's worked with the QuickBooks community the ProAdvisor community and now the, the the TurboTax community um Brian Tritt thank you for joining us today how you doing buddy
2: I, I am just thrilled to be here. Honestly, I, I miss hanging out with you guys. I, I could I totally not be you happier too, for both of you. Brad, you, you look amazing. Uh, Andrew, you, you look you. the same, but, but you're also, uh, you know, just killing it in terms of uh, everything that I, that I see you doing. So uh, just thrilled to be here.
1: Well, we're, and,
0: we're- uh, and, and Andrew has lost a couple too. He's doing the Noom thing as well. So yeah. Is that I'm right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I was going to say, you yet. look good. Between
1: there the go. two of us, we've lost like 160 like pounds pe- or like, something like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, we've I like to say between the people. two of us because Brad has certainly <laughs> lost the majority of that. Um, but he certainly inspired me. And I think, Brad, you've been an inspiration for a lot of people to take Thanks. this opportunity where we have a lack of control and choose one area of your life yeah. and take control, right? At least that's the way I've sort of looked at it. uh the One of the big reasons I, I, tried to take control of my diet and my relationship with food is because of um brad and the inspiration that he's led uh to the community so um thank you brad and well uh, well, thank
0: you man you've helped me like you you know you've talked me off the edge the thing is is you know full disclosure my my target is to lose 115 pounds and you know i'm down to like two pounds away from that but that doesn't mean a thing yet because i i've been known to to miss the target Excellent. and then put myself back a month. And uh, so Andrew's been a good help because he gave me some advice probably three yeah. weeks ago when I was on and, a big roller goes, coaster and it worked. It goes it both
1: works. ways, right? Like, I mean, we uh, anyone yeah, we who's ever struggled other. with the relationship with food knows that you go through these peaks and valleys. I think oh, one oh, of the oh, first yeah. images I posted when I started my thing was like, I, I've actually been using technology to track diets for over 10 oh, years. Yeah, Apps and gadgets. Apps and gadgets. And so the great thing about that is being an accountant who loves data. I have 10 <laughs> years of data. So, and the first thing I posted was like my 10-year weight scale, which like is a zigzag, right? Like, um, and unfortunately, it's like stereotypical yo-yo dieter. Every time I lost weight, all I did was gain more weight back, right? Yeah. And I yeah, think Noom, what was really interesting about Noom for me is it, it sort of changed the way I look at food, whereas all my other diets were just, um, mathematical, right. Calories in calories out. Look, I I can eat whatever I want. I know that as long as I just consume less. But I think for me, the big thing was like, I actually have to realize that the way I think and act around food and how I use food to, um, you know, cradle me when I'm down or, um whatever you, you know your everyone has a different relationship with food for me it was certainly when i was stressed i would eat um, well the
0: pandemic has actually caused you know pandemic weight is a thing so a lot of people are struggling with it and you know i uh anyone listening if you if you have any sort of um you need any sort of push or advice I'm i'm there to definitely help out because you know, like Andrew said, it's that it's, it's a learning thing. It's, it's all about learning why we do the things we do. And once you got that figured out, then it, it, it's easy. Well, I wouldn't say it's uh, easy. It's never it's definitely, easy. <laughs> Speak for no, yourself.
1: It's never No,
0: easy. you know, I've I got into this zone that I had never thought of this juncture in my life. It was going to happen, but full disclosure, it was, it was the pandemic that made me realize, you know, every day you turn on the TV and they're saying, those that are obese are the ones that are going like like they're the ones dying and that freaked me out <laughs> you know i just went ah i don't want to die i'm not ready for this i'm, I'm
1: I, I can tell brian's like yep yeah, yep yeah, i can get that because brian's like worried about every way he can die whether oh, anytime yes. he just gets in his car
0: yeah you have no idea yeah. yeah you get the safest cars and 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 so anyways it's been i started april 11th it's literally almost 11 months to the day um like i said i've averaged 10 pounds a month loss, but lately it's been crazy but i do feel um i'm set for life in the sense that i totally understand what it takes and um you know back to we were talking about metrics you know i've worn an apple watch for years but what did i do with it i looked at the time i paged my phone that's a great feature i love that right, my, my my favorite feature, crazy my phone is like six feet away and i'm Paging it because I just don't want to look for it. Where but it? anyways, um, it's been capturing data on me for years, and I look back at things like standing hours and movement, which is measured in calories, and just exercise. <laughs> it was really sad.
1: But the only frustrating oh, you know, thing Brian, that- about oh, this oh, data, you know,
0: Brian, is is that the data were was in my favor during conferences
1: yeah it, oh, you walk a lot of
0: stuff but here. I used to uh, I used to get so jealous though, Brian because you'd be walking around in those that you always had runners on, yep. and I tried to mirror that, but I couldn't find the right shoes and I would <laughs> still, my feet would kill me because you know I'd show up in green. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Chuck Taylor's, right? Yeah, they have the, con- but those things are like slippered, like ballet yeah, yeah. slippers. Yeah, yeah, there's not much. Pushing. You can't, yeah. you can't wear runners. them all day walking around and, you know, so, yeah. But, anyways, it was well, something Andrew did
2: all of us. He around on a scooter. Or <laughs> oh, he got around anyway.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Well, so, but, you know that story with the hoverboard? It was all a, a dare. Who was it? It was, uh, was someone from Sarah. No, it wasn't Sarah. It was Sarah Connor. No, it was it was a guy. Can't oh, I did. can't.
0: Yeah, Sarah filmed it. Never mind. Yeah,
1: Sarah filmed it. Sarah filmed me going down the escalator. But the only reason I ever brought that hoverboard was I bought it for my kids. And then I'm like, hey, hey, should I bring this to the thing? And someone's like, Yeah, you absolutely should. And I'm like, oh, I guess I kind of <laughs> have to now. And um, for
0: those of you who don't know Brian like we do, um, Brian introduced us to a world that we'll be forever grateful for, Andrew and I. We wouldn't have met if it wasn't for you, Brian, um, Mm -hmm. because you did bring a lot of people together in the Canadian community in assorted ways. And of course, Andrew and I met in San Jose, and we've been, you know, we're brothers from another mother. We've done all kinds of things together. We've been to so many. We've been to QuickBooks, uh, QuickBooks Connect, three countries together. You, you remember the first time you
1: course. met Brian?
2: I do. Yeah, I remember meeting both of you for the
1: first I, time. I, I remember meeting you for the first time.
2: Yeah, I I remember. I think Brad meeting you was was. I feel like somehow meeting you, Andrew, was a lot more normal than the way that I met Brad. Brad, I I, believe, I yelled at you. <laughs> yeah, you were complaining about. <laughs> I was on your Twitter
0: QuickBooks. going. I was mad about um, uh, some. some uh, substandard service i'm choosing my words that's right And he just reached out to me we had a talk and then i told you a story about how i got ripped off um i i won an ipad that intuit gave away at alan salmon's tour here in in calgary and i had to step away because i had to phone a client i was out in the lobby and i won the ipad but they wouldn't give it to me because it wasn't physically there. this is Business right, partner of yeah. mine told I got me, my
1: Fitbit even though I wasn't there. Well, <laughs> so I, I I didn't get it, but it was like oh
0: whatever, you know I've I've got two iPads anyways. But that would have been cool. I could have given one, to, you know, my son or whatever. Um, so I just slipped that in when I was complaining about the service, and you went, "I'll make it. I'll make it up to you someday. I promise." And and the way it came to be is you invited me to San Jose sent me an email. I didn't read it, I got lost in a spam folder somewhere. So a month, like three weeks later, you go, uh, Brad, um, I was just wondering if you'd had a chance to <laughs> respond to Are that email, coming? I'm like, what email? So you sent it to me, and then you said, don't even read this one, just go down to the last paragraph. And all last wasn't said, the last paragraphs said, was first well, year with Please Oprah? come. Yeah, that, that was my first was year. Oprah, the yeah. first year, I'm I'm. So was, a, was my second. Year. Yeah, that was the second year of, of San Jose in the, in that form. But it was that the first year was Martha
1: Stewart.
0: That's I did right. not you go to that. Martha Stewart.
1: No, and right, back Andrew, then and I remember
0: hearing Martha? about it and I was going, What's that? I was I, not
1: there for Martha Stewart. I no. feel like
2: you there, I feel like you attended all of them, but I guess I guess there was one no, that, we that missed that one. We didn't, pin, I, I, we didn't
1: get the pin,
0: Andrew. We didn't get the five year pin. We missed
1: that one, but I don't think that one was called Connect. It was called something else.
0: No, it was. It was Quick no, That, that was QuickBooks Connect. Yeah, the one with Martha Stewart.
1: It was, wasn't it? It was
0: number one. Yeah, it was yeah, number I, one. We, we, I, I, I get reminded the by kid. the, the Julietts and the Marnies and all the people that have the pin, the secret pin that they gave out after five straight years. There were actually six in San Jose before the pandemic took out number seven. So, you know, five out of six. I'm not complaining, but... That whole world, Brian, is you know how important it is to me as a, as a human being, but you know, as a professional, as a business owner, uh, it changed my life. And I, I'm going to be forever grateful for introducing me to all that because it opened up this world that I never knew was possible. And before all that, I didn't really know what I was doing with my business. In fact, I think, and I'm, I know I've told you this story, Brian. I had a friend here in town. She's a marketing specialist. She's very good at what she does. And we were having a chat. And she was trying to find out what my passion was. She said, you know, you got to find this niche. Find out what your passion is. What is it? I'm like, I don't know. She says, well, Brad, you're never going to be able to distinguish yourself until you know you can articulate what it is that you want to do. And I was like, oh, damn. The marketing is hard. So (laughs) then I went to San Jose and I drank all that green Kool-Aid and i'll never forget my wife's reaction because that was the oprah year that was just you know everything about this was new to me i got home and i was just ramped for days after talking about the conference and then we did this and then we saw that and there was this guy on stage his name's brad smith he's the ceo and and my wife was finally like enough like holy shit what's happened to you like so that's where it all changed you know on monday I made the decision. I wasn't gonna carry any other brands. I was gonna specialize in, in QuickBooks. No one asked me to. You know, that's I'll have to qualify everything into it. Never for a second said, Brad, this is why you're here, so you'll become exclusive. But I just wanted to. It opened up a new avenue for me and I found my passion. And everyone knows I, I bleed green because of it. But once again,
1: that you. was the one thing I love well, about I, you, you my Brian. pleasure. And those Honestly, really I days. mean,
2: Brad, like it It was, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll tell, I'll t- I want to tell my version of how I met Andrew in a minute, but uh, I, I think like, uh, you know, g- going back to those days, it just like that, that was possibly the most exciting time in my career in some ways. We there have been having other fun. very exciting points in my life, but I mean, that was like to be able to witness uh you and Andrew and others go through that metamorphosis in terms of like con- converting your businesses in- into these like just well-oiled machines was
0: just, I mean, it was awesome. Well, that's debatable in my case, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: to me, it's like, you know, you look back to the, the pre-cloud days and when yeah. people were just starting to wrap their head around things like you know, billing for value as opposed to, or pricing for value, I should say, rather than, you know, hourly billing. And people were starting to think about like, well, wait a minute, what if we automated this versus what if I got to be a typer that could type, you know, 100 million words a minute? Just a huge difference. But uh, I, Brad, I can tell you, I mean, like it, meeting you was such a, an amazing circumstance. It, it's very rare that a complaint ever you know, turns into a a real friendship, and uh, you great, know, I'm, I'm very great proud relationship, to call you my friend. But, Absolutely,
0: uh, the feeling is so mutual, buddy.
2: I think, uh, you know, when I think about like happenstance, also, I, it was a it was a crazy situation that brought
0: me to Andrew too. Um, hey, I I, I I gotta add before we before we move on to Andrew. Um, and what did I give you in return in San Jose? I gave you a cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Now I, I it, was yeah, sick the whole now. time I was there. It was the only year I got sick at Connect. I learned to to take care of myself before but this time I got sick and then you got sick. So sorry about that. Pat. It was not
2: even just me. It was everybody got sick. I, I think Jeff Borshwa yeah. got sick. You name it. Everybody was sick uh, the, over the coming weeks. And then that like, happens. If you, if you didn't get sick. You got it in the second hand, but uh, you were. Well, Wayne Schmidt Europe.
0: would bring stuff up from Australia. So I, I tried to get me another year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, Yeah, I I remember. I mean, this this is pretty crazy. When like even the place where we met Andrew is pretty crazy now. Like at the time, it was much less crazy. But like, we met at the Trump Hotel. We and and <laughs> it was, in, in some ways, it was maybe the precursor to Thrive, which was the precursor to QuickBooks Connect Toronto. Um, you know, and... Uh, I, I, I was, was never at Thrive, but it sounded and like And there was like three app
1: fun. partners. Method was one of them. <laughs> I,
2: God, I, I think there were three app partners, period. I, I, there might have even been <laughs> two of them. I, and, I don't think that there were any others.
1: No, but remember at the time, I remember talking about Zapier in that session. Do you remember that? I don't I don't know if yeah, you remember. People, that. Are,
0: people had no are you, idea what you were talking about.
1: But I remember someone I said, "Hey, well, why don't you just use Zapier for that?" I remember having a, a conversation with someone and it was like back then we were talking about Zapier, but it was like this like small little clique of like how many people were in that room? Like 50 or 60, maybe a 100 at most.
2: Yeah, it was a, I I want to say it was 80 or 100 people. It was a, it was a pretty small room. Um, people that were there were all from the the, the Toronto area nobody came mm-hmm. in from out of town uh, except for I think Jim McGinnis uh, yes. and Jim was at the time the head of our accountant business uh, for Intuit I
1: love Jim the gentle giant Jim's yeah, the he's best great.
2: there's no question but he, he he came in and he was delivering this uh, th- this talk to a room filled with accountants and Boy, I'll tell you, I, it has never been so clear to me the, the, the huge difference between people like you two, and, and I'm sure the community that's, that's focused in on this show, and some of the older, not, not in age, but you know, in terms of like older, in terms of like the, their Mindset. approach, yeah. Uh, old school accounting pros. It just, I've never seen such a big difference than that particular moment. I remember, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of like insider baseball here. Uh, so when Jim comes to visit or came to visit Canada, uh, believe me, there was a lot involved in that internally. Uh, so one of the things that happened was that there was a, a schedule that circulated and, and I got to see what was on the agenda. And, and that was how when I saw your name tag, Andrew, I knew that you had just had a visit from Jim.
1: Uh, and, that's why I got the attention.
2: <laughs> and so I, I saw you and I, I, I tapped you on the shoulder, as I recall. And I said, hey, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And you were on Twitter and yep. at that point in time it, I realized it wasn't even that long ago this is the this is the crazy thing and it, it shows just how quickly and it was early for twitter accountants for accountants advanced. exactly it, i was like wow yeah. you're on twitter that's fantastic let me follow you what's your handle and i saw that you had at the time i want to say it was like 6000 followers now i had was, you beat
0: he had like right 80000 uh, I, so I don't time, think, i don't think i got quite beat. that
1: high but <laughs> i i I was just starting out then i was i I had like maybe five thousand or six thousand. like thankfully you know i was introduced fairly early on to twitter uh by one of my clients and my mentor jim harris who was a politician um and we will talk in the after show about politics right i got lots to to share with you um i'm the one
0: that wants to talk politics (laughs) yeah usually kind of done
1: (laughs) um but um he was he um he got me into Twitter pretty early, and, and helped me grow my Twitter. And I mean, the thing is about Twitter right now is it's uh, it's not much of a big channel. Nothing compared to what Facebook is for me right now, because Twitter was always a live event channel for me. Right? It was like yeah, a great YouTube- that,
0: that's what that's how exactly how I got into into Twitter. I, I I think I've told you guys I went to an event here for several years called the Social Media Breakfast. It was uh, usually the last Friday of the month, and we'd go to a venue. It was often a small business in town. They would host us. Um, They would pay for breakfast, and um, we'd have speakers on a variety of topics. And the whole idea was you were supposed to be staring at your phone. When you looked around the room, everyone was live tweeting. You were meant to get the hashtag going, and it was a lot of fun. So live tweeting became a thing. And obviously coming into the QuickBooks world and the conference scene, I was just raring for that stuff. So even though it's a limited channel, the reality is, is that having a, an established Twitter handle and, and using that channel is a good thing. you look at a lot of people out there in the world that are influencers. They have to have a Twitter account now,
1: well, right? I remember when I, when I left to start my own In practice, your real name. <laughs> my first client that I got, my very first client that I got, Doctor Shamim, I still remember him. The very first client I got, I got through Twitter, which is like that's very, very, rare. very rare. Yeah, <laughs> that's not rare. normal.
2: But... That was very rare.
1: Yeah, yeah, In but any but event, it's. I, um,
2: I thought that it was fantastic that you were on Twitter. That was the only reason that uh, that that you know. That I got invited,
0: invited
1: to San Jose. And, <laughs> well, and how did I
0: complain, was... Brian? How did I complain? I was complaining. To, well that's that's just Twitter Twitter handles. like in,
1: in my mind into a,
0: to support into it canada probably brad smith no i didn't know brad no Rose, you, were,
2: I mean. you were you were uh the thing is also like in, you know my my career at that point in time i was uh i was purely focused on social media so brad when i looked you up you had a clout score that was i forget like 65 by the way clout no longer exists yes. I'm giving away yeah. how long ago this was uh, and and
0: so I even maintained you a have... sixty. I maintained a sixty-ish for a long time, and yeah, I yeah, you had a high class. I class. did watch. Well, sixty percent uh, being a sixty meant you were the top ten percent of of Twitter users in the world. But it, this is the thing, engagement. though, Brad. For you to do that, top ten percent. So I, that's not bad doing
2: it as an accountant is way more difficult. It's like, you, you uh, have to let's like stand on the difficulty level, as opposed to like, if you're, if you have a score of 65, but like, you're, I don't know, a dog trainer or like you're, you're a kitten photographer, like, okay, that I could have, you know, but as an accountant, that's actually a really impressive achievement. Even if, you know, like it, it, it wasn't consistently at 65, uh, similarly, Ed like, If
0: you only knew what it was at the end, because you know now because you just started following my new handle. i lost my account. Um, we're not talking politics today. That'll um, be after short. <laughs> I was making fun of some orange guy that that was um whose hotel of a we met country. in country. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you met in his own the guy that owns a hotel. So yeah, to it, um what I used to do was um a lot of other people do this, they would anticipate and wait for 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 Trump to post. And if you get in there really quickly, it boosts you. Like you wouldn't believe I showed it to Andrew once. I gave him screenshots. Yeah. So let's put it been this way.
1: Figuring out the, the algorithm for sure. Yeah, up at the pissed point Picked out of Twitter. They, they thought I had so it automated.
0: A, I swear. Perfect. It was but, close. So what, what I really did, Brian, is is I was able to figure out their metrics. And I showed Andrew all the graphs and everything. And I could get more Exposure from one hit of a Trump tweet and then than I entire would conference. San Jose in total. Oh, interesting. but I would do this in one well, hour. But it and also makes I sense, gonna, right? Like
1: the community of the accounting world is a much smaller community than the yeah. political world. But I mean one what the political would- world's hard to
0: jump. It's hard to, it was hard to jump in. And, and what pissed me off about the whole thing is if you looked at what I was doing, it was quite simple. I would go and grab political cartoons. And I'd post them and that's all I would do. Or I'd put a few words or maybe a link to something. What finally did me in was, well, yeah, but I think what finally did me in because they never told me I was kicked off and no one ever told me why I've appealed it many times. No one's ever explained it to me, but I think it was because I was throwing links to a book uh, by Mary Trump, who's Donald Trump's niece. And it was at, you know, it was against Trump and, and, I was putting it up there and it had a funny meme of, I don't know if you remember Trump holding up a Bible, but this time he had his niece's book in his (laughs) hands. And then I had a link to how to buy it. And I did that a few times and I was doing it on the team. Trump. Uh, I was trolling them a little bit with that. And I think that didn't end. I think team Trump went to and said, look at this, whatever. And then I was gone. And that was in July. And I appeal I didn't have a Twitter account for three months.
1: Yeah, and had to rebuild and I so rebuilding I'm, I'm, now I is a lot harder than it, it was back then. Yeah, yeah. It, it is that's because really I exactly definitely had yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I had followers that, that I cherished. Um I had one follower and well actually two followers and that are both not with us today, but they were still there and I looked at them. Like one of them was Elainor. We all miss yeah. Elaine greatly, and I had communication with her on Twitter. Um, not a few days before she passed, and and I I would go back once in a while and look at my communications. There was another lady here in Calgary, wonderful entrepreneur, um, very well known, very influential. She only followed like twenty, no, it was like fifty people in the world, including like Branson, because she's been to Necker Island and knew Branson personally, and she followed me, like and Angel. I really cherish it, but unfortunately she passed away um suddenly of of uh literally she she caught she they found she had brain cancer and she was gone within a month and just like that she was gone so anyways it's just it was like history there right and and people from all over the world and so when they took that away it pissed me off so yeah, starting again from scratch, especially when I just told, you know, social media breakfast, I had all kinds of exposure there, all these conferences. So it's tough, but at the end of the day, you know, it felt right. What I was doing is being part of this, this internet resistance. And so I have no regrets. It's just, if anything, it's a clean slate. And then there were a lot of, like, I picked up a lot of crap. Andrew and I have this debate all the time about quality versus quantity of followers, I'm into the quality. Andrew loves the quantity. Um, I think there's merits to both. So um, I'm, I'm much more selective now who I follow and uh, who I hope to have people follow. So, you know, it's, it's still going to be used predominantly for work and conferences again when they happen. I mean, on that note, what's your take, Brian? When do you think we'll see uh, a QuickBooks connect type conference again?
2: Oh boy, that is a good question. (laughs) You Uh,
0: said we could ask you anything.
2: Well, I mean, I would (laughs) love to give you an answer. I just don't have any insight onto this. If I'm going to speculate, though, I I don't think that we're done in terms of like real conferences. I I think that people still crave that in person uh, interaction. And and, and, although I I also think that, you know, like there's an opportunity for people to attend virtually too. So I I wonder if maybe we'll see some hybrid. not the same thing, though, Brian. but I have no insider to, information on this. I can yeah. tell you that.
0: No, I, I was I'm just curious. curious about... Does Andrew and I debate about is it going to happen in 2021 or 2022? I'm in the 2022 camp. Um,
1: uh, so we need a date. Joe just, Give us a date. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, well. Joe
0: just announced scaling new heights for October in person in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um but he had a conference in 2020, so that's not really <laughs> earth-shattering me. news.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need a bigger so, player to throw one. And, and I believe
0: 2022 will be the year once everyone's vaccinated everywhere. I think 2022 will be the year for national.
1: On. I think local will happen in 2021. That's my prediction, but I, I could be so. wrong. But I, I also want to ask you, Brian, on the on the social media side, because I'm sort of curious. Like you, it was such a big component of what you were looking at back in the day um and i know you've you've changed positions within the organization does Intuit still look at social media the same way has that evolved how is their thoughts and the way they look at accountants and influencers and and social media has how has that transitioned over the years
2: you know it's it's a really good question i am i'm more removed from that part of the business these days so i I can't really comment uh, on on like any specifics in that department, but what I can tell you is that Chinese like, wall. <laughs> it, it's it, it's not a Chinese wall. I promise. I, I'm in. I'm constantly in communication with uh, w- with some folks over in uh-huh. the QuickBooks department. Uh, you 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 folks probably know uh Toffaloo, for example. Yep, um, right. uh, of you know, we, I work very closely with her. And so it's certainly not Chinese walls by any stretch, but I, I don't have great visibility into sort of how they approach that stuff these days. What I can tell you is that, you know, from, from my perspective, uh, the reason why I, I was, I reached out to you two initially was because I think that you two are thought leaders. It, the fact that, you know, you were leveraging social media, that just happened to be your pulpit. Uh, you know, it, but it didn't have to be that you were on social media necessarily. You know, you look at somebody like, uh, uh, I, I was going to, I mean, I, I miss the man, uh, you know, but Alan Salmon, for example, uh, you know, his, his social media wasn't the reason why
1: he, he had a he lifetime achievement a award. leader. And, yeah. you know,
2: he, he had a real life pulpit from which he could preach the virtues of whatever it show. is. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like it it, it so it, it didn't necessarily matter, you know, the, that you were uh, both influencers on social media, but that was what made me feel like you two had an opportunity to help us to grow our brand and for us to be able to help in terms of uh, provide you with uh, you know, with, with the content and, and the support that you needed in order to to do that. So that was that was sort of where I was coming from. But the truth of the matter is, like, I mean, all that stuff went out the window the moment that I met the two of you. And you know, I I just, and it was like that with with virtually everybody that, you yes. know, it, within sort of the the community that we're talking to today. Like, I very quickly forgot why why I was doing these things and just sort of you know started doing them. I, there, there are so many great people in that community. And and I just, uh, that that was, that's why, like, it was such a great moment to be working in there too. It was just, I, I would forget that I was working. <laughs> like, it was just so much fun hanging out with you guys. And frankly, it was fun to watch what you were doing with your careers and fun to watch what you were doing with the industry.
0: Well, I'm really glad you made it to our, um, our party in Toronto, the Post Connect. Because that was the last time we ever hung out. It was the last time I ever saw Andrew um, or saw anyone or the last time I did a QuickBooks Connect. So who would have thought, right? A hundred percent. We used to go months without seeing each other, you know, um, whether it be con- conferences or, you know, you guys in Toronto would see each other. And, and it's, it's been here. over a year. Yeah. It's been over a year and that's hard to fathom. So I just, I just can't wait. I mean, Toronto was so much fun for me last time with the Jade thing and, the, you know, the party and it just, you know, I can't wait to get back there, buddy. I,
2: I you know, will say and, this, and like hang. the, the truth is that working at those conferences for me was like, a, it was a, a very different experience than what uh, and, it's like when I was say attending a a, a a different conference on behalf of Intuit for. So if, you know, if, if we were sponsoring, for example, the IPBC conference and I was there, that was that was a lot less stress, a lot less pressure than uh, when I we were putting it on our own. Uh, it, it, and it you just you guys work really
1: hard because you would do everything we're doing, and then yeah. you would have to have these rat meetings to discuss what happened during the day. <laughs> While well, we're passed out in our beds or drinking more beer, you guys were like having to like have breakdown meetings about how did this day go, what happened, what are we going to do tomorrow. <laughs> I can't imagine the stress.
2: I mean, there's in, a little bit of that to in be clear. It's it's not all that. I mean, we I still got to have some fun at those things, but man, it it that was it was a little bit. Uh, there was less in, interaction and engagement with with you folks than I would have liked. Uh, you know that that's the one thing. But I mean, still, I can't complain. Ah, uh, we knew so much you were fun there doing it.
0: And, in 2019, no. We in 2019 when we saw you in Toronto, you were actually there helping out as somebody from TurboTax. You weren't the guy putting it on. You weren't the one that had to make sure everything was perfect, working with you know, Kim and Donna and them. You were just doing like, we, we oh, love yeah. these conferences, all the intimate people volunteering. I was showing checking people, people where into things
1: are so yeah you, you didn't have to yeah, stress about to the people. fact that jade was planning to do this thing and no one knew what it was and who was she gonna call up because <laughs> no, was Rachel, I what, that was like Rachel me getting
2: those, you know sort of connect with with a bunch of people that i love and uh, frankly like checking people into rooms that that just happened to be an excuse to be there so I was, uh, yeah. I was real happy with, with how that went down, for sure. But, I mean, the truth is, like, just seeing all that stuff was so surreal for me. I, you know, we talked about Thrive. Thrive was really, and, and Brad, I, I wish that you could have been there for it, but the truth is, yeah, like... Yeah, it
0: sounded like a lot of fun.
2: It was tons of fun, but it was, you know, it was intended to be a real statement. And it was at a time when we were going through a bit of a metamorphosis ourselves along with you folks Um, And and for us, it was just it was, you know, we're going to put a stake in the ground and declare that this is when the cloud arrived in Canada, (laughs) Um, you know, and, and admittedly we had had the cloud in, in canada for some time but this was supposed to be like the real coming out and it, was it actually
1: just, works it's not going to crash every five minutes
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, look i i think that the thing is, is is pretty is up a lot but uh it you know it's it's up way more than it's down i'll tell you that much but back I, you know, in the
1: day i don't know if you could say that <laughs>
2: you know it was interesting well, it it was like 99.99999 percent up
1: it was when we when it doesn't you, matter that you can't like that's not acceptable level of People remember that
0: point zero 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 one, but it was just it wasn't even just that. Like Bogdan uh, Masala loves to joke around about how, and he used to have to go out pitch QBO. He would use a um, a PowerPoint and say, "This is how it's supposed to work." because he just couldn't rely on it to operate effectively in front of a customer and say, this is really good when it's not crashing. I was really lucky because I took one look at it when it was in that state. I'd had to look at the zero world and said, ah, QuickBooks isn't there yet. But when I got it um, involved, it was just starting to be good. You know what I mean? Like it was, I saw the. I saw that it was definitely had a future. And that wasn't long before I met you, Brian. Um, I was actually not complaining about QBO at that time. It was actually some desktop support I was getting. Is that on, it
2: was uh, it was desktop. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: actually it was the Pro Advisor something or other. I couldn't log in somewhere. I can't remember now, but I remember it was desktop related.
2: So, I mean, for for me, it it was it was always amazing because we would have like ninety nine 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 uptime or something like that, and then we were giving. This was another big one for us. We got like, I forget, three hundred people in a room in Vancouver at uh, some really fancy hotel, and I'm wondering if I'm seeing Sherry Lee is is uh, is online. I'm wondering if she remembers which hotel that was. But
0: um, we got. I like don't know, but she just made a comment. She says her hydro and that's <laughs> electricity goes out more than into it does now. Yeah, that's
2: that's probably same. that's probably about right. And I remember we were in this room and it was. Like a really crucial show for us, we really wanted to win these people over. We rarely got out to the to, to Vancouver at that point in time. I shouldn't say rarely. We were they, we weren't there as often as we we were at that point in in Ontario, let's say. Um, and we got up in front of them, and we started to present. And then there was a random QBO outage in front of 300 accountants that we were desperately oh, trying to convince that they needed to get on the cloud. And, uh, you know, this is going way and back. And here's why. We don't have to <laughs> That's do why it they anymore. Have power for it. But man, it just somehow it knew that was the time to uh, to do it. But I, I think, you know, since then, obviously come a long way. Uh, the outages have gone down even oh, yeah. less. But. Uh, you know, at that point in time, it was just, a, it was such a, a crazy uh, circumstance where that happened.
1: Yeah. Well, def-
0: you know, that's that's progress, right? It can't be perfect. That was one thing Intuit taught me was it's not about perfection. And and that's by design, right? We have to put, it's lean startup. We got to push, push, push. We got to innovate. And once I understood that and I realized that allowed me to temper um, expectations, and but that's, that's
1: hard. It's hard for the financial community hard. to accept. 99% oh, yeah. We want answers. black
0: versus white answers, right? We want we, everything we, the way we yeah. want it. And we had to be a bit flexible. And, and I, frankly, I love where QBO is and where it's going. And, and I love the future of it because it does keep getting better. You know, like Sherry Lee mentioned that it's more reliable there's new feature sets coming all the time. You know, they're trying new things. Um,
1: yeah, and, and the product is definitely evolving. And this might be a great no, transition ahead. point to talk about something I wanted to get into a bit, which was the sort of you've moved over to TurboTax now. And and the evolution of technology improving um, up to the point where obviously, you know, TurboTax is, has been big. And, and continues to be big in the personal tax space, not so much in the, in the corporate tax space. Um, but obviously the evolution of QuickBooks and as the technology becomes better and better and consumers become more confident in the numbers and you look at things like, um, you know, QuickBooks Live and, and TurboTax had the, had the QuickBooks Live, whatever they called it, well before QuickBooks Live existed as they get more comfortable with isn't this turbo model. tax Live. well is that what it's called turbo tax live yeah,
2: turbo tax live that's right yeah.
1: It yeah, was so that was a, that
0: was a resounding success if, if i recall isn't it
2: it's it's been highly successful i will say that um you know the the there's there's pressure on we expect to grow a lot this year as well but uh we've sold out perennially you know it, it sort of at the end of season forget it i mean if if you're by the way if anyone intends to use TurboTax live they better book now (laughs) um just as as a psa we they you know we do sell out it's a very popular service
1: um i didn't know you could sell out i I didn't realize that i've never used there's,
0: there's people there right there's people behind the scenes you need them Exactly. To, yeah, I, I, that's
2: that's the difference between you know selling Learning software, AI. which is infinitely scalable, versus uh, you know human supported. And by the way, like if you can't get TurboTax Live full service, which is the one where you just hand over your work and we take care of it for you, there's a good chance you can get uh, one of our other TurboTax Live SKUs. So I, 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 when I say SKUs, I mean products. I'm using jargon. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but the we understand you know,
1: SKUs. we're accountants don't it's worry it's true
2: the audience is accountants but yeah, uh, yeah to, to be clear uh we have sold out year over year it's been a it's been a success story for sure and uh, it, it's been a canadian success story as well this is something that we tried first in canada and it's since uh, been launched in the u.s uh, i will say that
1: uh so it's all I, canada's fault
2: <laughs> i i think that you know there, there's a couple of types of of people in the bookkeeping and accounting community from what I've observed over the years. There, there are some who love doing taxes and that's that's their bread and butter. Um and, and I think that you know for, for those people, I think it's in some ways it's understandable why they would perceive TurboTax Live to be a bit of a threat. But I I actually I think it's I think it's the wrong interpretation of what's happening. Um, the other side of it is, of course, that uh, there's a lot of bookkeepers that actually use TurboTax to do their taxes, and so I, I think that you know, for for folks like that, and for folks who don't do taxes, they hate doing taxes or they do them, but it's only as a necessity. Those folks are are obviously not as as, as threatened or worried by TurboTax generally. I think basically the reason that TurboTax Live exists uh, is because we saw that our DIY software that we're famous for, which by the way is over 5 million Canadians a year file with TurboTax um, and file with TurboTax's DIY software. It's hugely popular. Uh, But we saw that there were people that were just not comfortable doing their taxes for whatever reason that particular year and so it may have been a life change they may have gotten married they may have had a kid they you know whatever it is they changed jobs they became self-employed whatever it was that year they just didn't feel comfortable doing their taxes and what we were finding is they were looking for solutions that, frankly, we didn't think were good for them. And, and that would be things like they would go into a tax store. And I'm, I'm not going to name anyone by name. Uh, <laughs> but I think Sorry, we, we all know list. people who have gone to a tax store who had a bad experience, I will say that. And, and so, you know, our solution to that problem was to create a, a service where we take care of it for you, or we provide you with human advice. And, and so... Two different versions of TurboTax live there's one where we do it all for you that's the one that typically sells out year over year and then there's a version of it where if you pick up the phone it's basically we become your phone a friend uh if at it's any like point, a support exactly and then we can help you to do your own taxes and then before you file uh, you know, we we hit the, before you hit the file button, we take a look at it, make sure that it, everything looks good. And By the way, it's not me that's doing it, thank goodness. Uh, it's somebody who has an average of 10 years of experience doing it. Um, and, and I would say that, you know, like if, if there are people who uh, would have gone to an accountant that are using TurboTax Live, it's possible. There's probably going to be a few people here and there, but my guess is it's not the same audience. It's not the same crowd of people that are interested to go into uh, you know wall for C- wall CPA or no,
1: and we, we, we don't do much in the way of personal tax. We do personal tax for our corporate tax clients. You know but I think that that evolution of the, the T2' it, it's, it's going to move to that model eventually and and the evolution of what I do as, as an accounting as, as an accountant has got to transition. I mean, we've we've heard that message coming out of its mouth since day one. Since the first conference I came to is like, the technology will get there. And the consumers will become confident in the technology. And if you're not offering any sort of other value, you're at best a commodity. At best, a commodity. Speaking I mean, of commodity, it's a great... <laughs>
0: speaking of commodities uh sherry lee just made a great comment i was in costco and saw someone take two boxes of TurboTax yesterday fill your basket with bread milk
1: and turbo tax yeah. so they still do the skews i guess you don't it's like you get paper right <laughs> what, what do you get in that box that you buy? like literally just the box right there's Yeah. no so, city, i mean sometimes
2: coast. so it depends so basically, when you go to a, a, a big box store, you pick up a box, it, it just has a piece of paper inside of it with your with your coat on it. Uh, people like boxes. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the lesson that you can take from this. But uh, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, we need to, when you go to a store, you need to have something, something that, to buy. Exactly.
1: What, what other differences are, because I, I think the big thing, obviously, that, that you've probably seen in your role change is it's a direct to consumer market versus the QuickBooks community and the the middleman, which is the accountant, and that that I'd love to hear your perspective on that direct to consumer versus. And I don't know, do you guys have a name for like like this one to many relationship that you have with the accounting world versus direct to consumer? Is there a better way of explaining that?
2: I mean, we we just we just sort of say. Um... You know, that, that we, we have retailers um, and, and then we have direct uh, sales that are going on.
1: Um, so I, sort of channel marketing.
2: I, I'm, channel marketing could be one way to put it, but it really, I mean, we have a retail team who are just excellent at that stuff. And they, uh, they, they I'm not involved, to be honest, uh, nearly as much as I, uh, as, as you might assume that I am. Uh, so I, I don't have really great line you of not You housing. don't write,
1: you don't sign every check?
2: I, I do not, <laughs> uh, but I, I do work with our retail team. Uh, we, we sort of intersect at certain points and they are just really fantastic. They, they have tons of experience with this stuff. They know exactly where our, our, um, our, where our software is in, in different stores uh, and, and they have great line of sight into that sort of thing. It's really very impressive. Uh, I, I will say, getting back to your um, your comment around, you know, w- what happens is eventually does everything just get automated? And I think the the real answer is that it depends. And I don't think that it necessarily goes in the direction of TurboTax does everybody's taxes, although I would like for that to happen. Um, the the, the, the <laughs> truth have, is, I think- You have some
1: you bonuses know, that are based on that.
2: <laughs> the truth is like eventually- uh, Compliance becomes table stakes, you know, and, and the real value that you add with your clients, especially small business clients, is going to be, you know, how do you help them to make the most out of limited resources? And ultimately, that's what accounting is. It's really the art and science of making the most out of limited resources. Uh, I will say also that, you know, TurboTax effectively, for for many uh many tax pros now has become and we've hired record numbers of people this year but by the way if anybody in your audience is interested we're still in hiring at this moment although <laughs> probably not for much longer but but as of right now it is still open and basically you know anybody that is just looking to pick up some additional hours who has expenses and what's uh, your has, like, hourly rate what do expenses? you pay I, it, it varies depending on um, depending on how much experience you have and, and and your skill level and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, for someone like you, Andrew, I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that it would make sense. Uh, I, you're I too don't busy think for I,
1: I would trust me. You don't want me as your T1 book. Like, <laughs> I, I'm actually a shitty accountant. <laughs> I'm good at many things, but doing the books is not one of them.
2: But yeah, I mean, basically like any accountant, uh, self-employed tax preparer, uh, you know, who's looking to take up extra hours, semi-retired tax pros, these are the types of people, ex-tax store employees. Those are the types of people really who, who end up being successful at this stuff. Uh, and if anyone's interested, I can, I can put up a link to the job description later on, but I mean, you know, sort of the way that this comes together is, is still to be determined. You know, I mean. the there, there's no way to know exactly how it's going to work out yet, but I will say that, you know, it's equally possible that we end up being the connecting point, just like we are with, uh, with
1: QuickBooks. Yeah, the, the Uberization of the accounting world, right? So we, we, people might move to this model and obviously not might are moving to this model to support their lifestyles, which, I mean, we've got to realize and, and recognize that, I mean, the accounting world and, and specifically, the bookkeeping aspect has been a revolutionary world for single moms in so many different ways, because the freedom, the flexibility that you get with bookkeeping and to be able to have like an Uber to speak of in the accounting world where, you know, you can go to and you can be like, yeah, I can, you know, do my checklist to get qualified to be a Uber or, you know, TurboTax live driver and then I know that there's going to be a certain volume that I'm going to get every tax season that I can do because I'm sure it has some flexibility. It's not a nine to five job, right? It's you can sign in, sign out.
2: We're we're not at the point now where um, I can tell you definitively that, you know, it, it, it's going to look like that. Uh, but what, what I can tell you is right now, like basically it's between 20 and 40 hours a week that we're looking for and there's quite a lot of flexibility um so i i would say if if anybody is interested in supplementing you know th- their work uh or alternatively you know we, we have a like a significant crowd of people who are sort of semi-retired and looking to you know make a little bit of income in, in all semi- day. Well, it, it's not necessarily all day. Like I said, it could be twenty hours a week. It right, might, it might be but all I day mean, just
0: people, generally speaking, um, you know, that's one thing I've learned about T1 prepares. Um, some of them just truly love it. I don't get it myself. I don't love why it. Why people would truly love it? No, I mean, I I, 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 do my own, and my wife does her own, and
1: I don't even do my own. anymore. well, <laughs> as sad as well, that, it's is. not
0: rocket science, but. Um, the people I find that are doing 2 T1s just love it, except I mean, it gets so freaking busy there that they say they love it, but you know how the body is when you're under stress. You, you know, you don't even remember it later. Your body protects you from last the last tax season. So was when people say they love the doing
1: extension after the extension after the extension, it was right, the first time there was no stress.
0: <laughs> eventually, you had to get it done, but you know, people were, I remember. People go, oh, no, now my, my, my timeframes are all different. My deadlines are different, but.
1: Well, my revenue. It takes a, special, it takes
0: a special breed. It, it, there's no doubt about it. So there are people out there that love it. So Brian, back to your point about finding people that are retired, you know, it's kind of like they're, they still get to be in the game without having to go all the way in. And it's like a, it's like a part-time gig they can do, you know, for, like you said, there's flexibility. And when busy season's over, you know they're over till next. Yeah, that's exactly it,
2: back. and and on top of that, it's it's also like a. Let's face it; there are very few tax preparers that put in a forty-hour week. Uh, <laughs> you know, at, toward in the. That's in more the like an eighty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, doing forty for some of these. 40 people is like retirement. a vacation. Uh, and and so I, I would say like between that and also the fact that, um, <laughs> you know, we we end up with people who just. You know, maybe they're not interested in finding customers. You know, you know, they 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 go into the flow zone and they get they bang well, out T ones and they're happy. We,
1: we know enough people in our community that hate that aspect of it, that marketing and sales aspect of it, and to know that like you can just have a set of income. Like I think there there is value to to a lot of people out there to having that sort of stability. Um, you know, at what cost does that come? I don't know. I mean, obviously the uberization has come at some cost to quote unquote, taxi drivers. Uh, I don't personally feel threatened by it. I, I mean, I, I, like you said is, I, or I guess this was before we went live, but you know, who the people who come to TurboTax live versus the people who come to wall and associates are, are different type of people with different needs. And I also think that most importantly, There are so many people who need help with accountants that there's never been a shortage of work. Yeah,
0: there's plenty of work for everyone.
1: And this is what I loved about our entire community is no one ever felt threatened by anyone. Like whether it was me from another accountant or me from into it, I I don't feel threatened. There's plenty to go go around for everybody. I think that that to me is the
2: obvious attitude. You're absolutely right. I mean, the truth is there's plenty of taxpayers out there uh, and, and while I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'm sure that, you know, we all wish that there were more people using our, our, our businesses. And, Sometimes
1: I wish there was less.
2: <laughs>
1: like April 30th. Yeah, or...
2: I mean, the truth is, like, if, if uh, you know, if if we, are, we, if we don't have enough customers, it's not because accountants are taking our business away. Like, we just, we're, we're in different, um, we're in different channels right now uh it's a little bit like uh i mean are there some drivers uh, of cars that would maybe use a motorcycle if they were presented with the right situation sure but it's you know they, they're margin cases at this point it's it's not uh, we're, we're not really competing i don't think and plus you're right plenty of uh, fish in the sea uh, i i will uh, i will say that you know over the course of the of the last uh, 12 months or so, it's it's become abundantly clear that uh, life has changed significantly. And uh, we think that human help is, uh, is is definitely something that a lot of people are going to be craving this year. And I think yes. accountants are certainly well-positioned, bookkeepers are well-positioned, tax preparers are well-positioned to be able to help to guide people through that. And, uh, um, We've also noticed, I mean, in in your world of supporting small businesses, uh, you know, they're going through an awful lot right now. Um, And there's been some programs that uh, if if, uh, your audience isn't familiar with, I would encourage you to check out. Um, You know, we joined Digital Main Street. I love Digital Main Street. That's,
1: That's an amazing program. Amazing program.
2: Well, thank you very much for that. And uh, I, I will just say we're, um, you know, we're obviously nearing the uh, the end of, of the show, but I will say that, you know, the Intuit Prosperity Accelerator is also something that we're really proud of. So I, I would encourage uh, anybody that's listening to, to check that stuff out if, if they are interested. Lots of super cool. And that's an, uh, in an
1: Chris Fudge's hometown, right? Uh,
2: so the, so, so there, there been, is a, He's living in in, uh, in in southern Ontario right now, but but yes, uh, there, we also have side. prosperity hubs uh, out in, in Newfoundland. Uh, but the the Prosperity Accelerator is actually an accelerator that we have put together to help uh, you know sort of startups that they take that next level, and it's it's been pretty successful so far. Uh, I, I, we're actually, learning a lot because of it.
1: I'd love to, I'd love to, we're going to chat more about that in the after show because that sounds pretty interesting. And uh, I mean, I remember, remember when we went to New York and we got to see like the, that energy, you guys seem to have it into it, this ability to like nurture and foster creativity in a way that I haven't seen anywhere else, even within your organization. Yeah. And I can only imagine that transitioned over to an accelerator group, how amazing that would be for entrepreneurs. And the digital main street program is such an amazing um support program that is out there to like everything like <laughs> i remember having conversations with with you and jeff and chris in the early days about how many accountants don't have websites and now digital main street you can if you're an accountant who doesn't have a website you can go get a website built on digital main street for free yeah there's there's so many amazing things coming out of the the support for covid and, and covid has been as so many people have talked about this fast forward button and yeah. it's it's it, it's accelerated everyone to the digital time. future that you brad myself and so many other accountants saw when we first met years ago years ago at the trump hotel (laughs) or for brad on online san jose 2015
0: i mean you know it was that's where i saw the vision and and here we are now and now everyone wants to be a part of the cloud because there's like wow i really shouldn't be because the the fast forward button has been hit
1: the fast forward button yeah, is, that it, is it, it's an
0: exponential acceleration. So it really has benefited those that were ready for it. I mean, think about the classic case, not just to be able to zoom, right? We've been using Zoom for years. Jeff Borshaw had told me about it years ago, and I was kind of kind of going, I don't know. But they started using you, it. Did like, you buy stock? I awesome.
1: didn't buy stock. That's the only thing. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's cr- yeah it's, I'm it's, the same it's way. It, I don't know
2: how I didn't see this coming. We are yeah. we're all on Zoom all the time now. Yeah, that that was a mistake. That was a mistake. The the other one was and now great.
0: everyone's on it. If
2: you're not on <laughs> Zoom nowadays, people are on yeah. you know, Microsoft Teams. That that was another mistake on my part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was there. There was a lot, and I mean, even like buying into Visa, right? And and digital payments. We all knew digital payments was a thing, right? Like,
0: well, look like at Spotify. Spotify's valuations just went through the roof. It was already a solid company, and then everyone and their dog wants to start e- an e-commerce um, alternative to their to their job that might have gone away, or you know, they've got an opportunity. They're at home and. They got time on their hands or they have a severance, whatever. You know, a lot of people have gone into that world. I get a lot of people knocking on my door that have an e-commerce idea. And it's an idea that probably wouldn't have been there before the pandemic. So it's been fun to watch the evolution. Um, It's sad to see what's happened to some businesses. A lot of businesses have failed and no one likes to see that. But, but the, I think the ones with the term, it's a I, calling of the herd it it really is I view that this is the, the you know the acceleration has exposed the weaknesses of a lot of these businesses that were that something like this was bound to happen and it's just pushed them to the brink faster and businesses have failed because of it but you you look at a lot of these businesses and post mortem and you say they were bound to fail they weren't changing with the times they weren't innovating they were bricks and mortar hanging on to the past and that and unfortunately that's what that's what's happened so
1: well we we are pretty much out of time i just want to you know close with one um request and and hope um for for from into it so brian if you can elevate this up to the top we're willing we're willing it Um, But like, I mean, Intuit's always been amazing at providing so much data to us about, you know, understanding analytics between, you know, how many clients, you know, customers fail in the first couple of years to how many, you know, the success rate when you connect them to an accountant, you guys have a lot of data. I'd be so curious to know and love to see some data behind how many businesses thrived through COVID who were connected to accountants versus... Like, yeah, that would be. Like,
2: that would be. Yeah, that that would be a very telling. interesting data point. That's a good one. I will. I promise I will relay that over to my uh, <laughs> my counterparts over in in the in the QuickBooks team. Because I,
1: I bet you there's a more positive correlate. There, there's a just like there was always a positive correlation that you guys were able to show that like the chance of a business succeeding in those that critical time period when they were connected to accountant was so much higher. I'm willing to bet you that those clients who were connected to the thought leaders and the and the people who are on the watching this show or listening to this show, your clients had a ninety percent higher probability of succeeding or thriving through COVID than traditional accountants. And I, I know that Anna and or uh, anecdotally, but I'd love to see some some data to support that so we can go around and be like At we, the were next right, we were Conference, right. yeah,
0: <laughs> you
2: The you next conference, think, you got to think that that uh, you're right. I mean, I would think it, although. I have to think it, it would have to do too with the, the quality and the type of account also. I, I, yeah, that would be some very interesting data. We'd have to, we'd have to dig up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I will, I would like to leave your audience with the, with, with one thought here. And that is uh, so I, I work on our consumer group business, which means TurboTax and TurboTax is really top of mind this time of year, but also mint. Um, and, and I will just, encourage uh, your audience to think of mint when they are working with their customers. Cause the truth is like your clients, you know, as much as their small businesses need your help, many of them can use your they help also help. when it comes to their personal finances. Well, and,
1: and looking at that whole picture as a, as a good accountant, we are not just looking at their corporate finances. We're looking exactly. at, we got to be
0: holistic whole. about it that, because I don't provide those traditional services. I get asked for them all the time and people come and right away like, Oh, you're, you're an accountant. I've I need some tax advice. And I'm like, look, I can't do it for you. Cause I'm not a specialist. A good tax specialist is going to get to know you personally. They're going to know your personal needs before they start giving you advice on corporate, because you can't, they're so parcel. They're so intermingled that you need to understand big picture. And that's what really makes today's accountant so much better because i think we're more responsive um we're able to to serve them in in other ways we all know the old con- the, the old complaint my accountant only cares about me once a year right the year-end booty call i think is what barb from dry run <laughs> called it when i did that my very yeah the year-end I, booty call right and that's that. what people say about their accountants is or that the they only care about the, the one bill, right? I, I it, think, and then we'll see you again in another year.
1: I, unfortunately, Brad, I, I hate to be rude and cut you off, but I think we're a little over time, and I'd love to end it we on we are and, that we accountants are the year-end booty call. <laughs> and um, yeah. um, next Seth week?
0: David really is um, going to join us next week. I know I said last week, I got my weeks mixed weeks up, confused. so I never did let people know that Brian would be our guest this week, but Brian's been an absolute yeah, we're gonna to hang, out come, with come hang out and come hang out with
1: what? us i i see uh we got a, a lot of people we got lisa
0: channel we got yeah. um we, we've got Carrie sherry lee, lee we got michelle duford's out there
1: yeah. so come hang out with us come catch up with brian uh he, before he, it's bedtime, bedtime because yeah, so it's very late, late. <laughs> so now's your chance
0: I'll, I'll be up for a bit
2: right. i i had a coke i'll be good <laughs> all right <laughs> I mean, bye
1: everyone we'll see you next week Thanks for having.